What up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your co-host, Christian, and I'm joined today with my good friend, with the lead co-host of the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast, my good friend, Anthony. Say what's up. So my fucking title belt, just so everyone knows here, uh, my buddy and I disappear. Uh, So, hi. My buddy Christian's going to be taking over. I'm just going to be straight chilling the whole time. I kind of smoked a little bit before. So I'm just a little purple haze up in this bitch. So I'm excited. We're going to have a bomb-ass time. Christian's going to be taking over the All Elite Wrestling Dynamite recap. I'm excited. I'm just going to be chilling with my title. If you see me moving around, because I'm trying to get you guys get a good look at this. My baby. This title belt. So, all right. Take it over, sir. I'm just going to be chilling. All right, guys. Well, so I'm... <laughs> here today to recap the AEW Dynamite episode on November 30th live in Indianapolis, Indiana from the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. I thought it was a good decent way, you know, for Dynamite. Um this is the first Dynamite we're seeing MJF since his uh victory at Full Gear, so it's Wednesday and you know what that means. As always, we are welcome to the show with the great Taz and Tony Schiavone. So they start the show off with jo- the former three-time AEW champion John Moxley makes his entrance as the crowd, as usual, singing "Wild Thing." Moxley then goes in the ring, says he grew up near Indianapolis, and mentioned wrestling many times in the past. There, Moxley said, "There's three certainties: death, taxes, and John Moxley." He even said, "Outbleed." Who's gonna outbleed John Moxley? Let's be honest; he's the king of. No one's going to outplead him. It's unnecessary, but I'll get into that lady later. John Moxley shouted about how he is at the top of the food chain, AEW. He said that the AEW ring belongs to him. He is the top wrestler. He is the heart and soul of AEW. Moxley talked about how there is not a man in the back or within 100 miles of here that can tell him different. And here we go. It's Hangman Adam Page making his return after suffering con- concussion from John Moxley. How long Moxley, was he gone for? Um, I th- I believe it happened. I think it was the match after he fought Punk. I had no idea. I knew he was gone, but I was just like, Yeah. Did you there. see the video? No. What was the video? Oh man. Uh, Hangman was running in, and Moxley gave him a mean clothesline, and he oh. like. He like roll like did like this is the front of Hangman's face. Moxley did like a clothesline and he like did a backflip and landed like really bad on his head. They stopped the match and everything. Hangman got taken off on a wheel cart. It was bad, but he's he's not cleared. But okay. um yeah. So it's Hangman Adam Page making his return back after he's suffering a back concussion after John Moxley gave him one. Um Moxley asked if you want to do this after you know what happened the last time. Um if you don't know. Like I just mentioned, John Moxley gave him a nasty clothesline, which left Adam Hangman Page uh, suffering a serious concussion. The announcers didn't know if Page was clear to compete. Moxley charged at Page, but then they were separated by a couple wrestlers and referees on hand. Moxley tried to charge at Adam Page again, and Moxley tripped on the wrap and went crashing down. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts about this. Um, this is a really good way to open AEW. My only thing about it was it was really weird to me that John Moxley didn't mention anything about William Regal or MJF stabbing him in the back. Um, because that's something we all want to know. Uh, we all know Regal is expected to sign with WWE soon. So it just leaves us in questions. You know, are they okay? Has Have they spoken to each other since what's next for the back Blackpool Combat Club? 
But um, yeah, Anthony, what what did you think of the opening segment and also uh, the return of Hangman Adam Page? Well, I'm gonna move my uh. There we go. I guess, this is a perfect position. That's what she said. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, that's how I feel about it. Um. No. So I thought this was a really good opening segment. I feel like what's funny is AEW kind of started out as like showing a lot of the personal, like behind the scenes stuff. And um, I feel like they're trying to cut corners with that, with everything going on with, you know, the Elite and CM Punk drama. Um, so I feel like with them, with William Regal sort of like leaving, I think they might just be sort of just like, you know what, we're just going to wrap that storyline and not even have Moxley say anything. I do wish they did do that, too, because, you know, Moxley had some very choice words for him last week. So I was kind of wondering, like, you know, if there was any other thought but maybe that was his final thing was, you know, like, I never want to see you again. I'm done. You know, um, maybe this week after, you know, you'll get into what happens later on in the show. Maybe Moxie will have something to say. But um, I was excited to see Adam Page, though. I know he was gone for a bit. I was excited to see him, you know, trying to build up some more AEW guys. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it was interesting. Adam Page doesn't really do it for me, to be honest. I think he's cool. I think the fact that he used to be a teacher is awesome. So, I don't know. I just think Moxley is my favorite, though, out of the two of them. So go Moxley, yo. Wow, thing. Uh, one thing I do want to ask is, what do you think's next for John Moxley? Uh, we know Adam Hangman Page still isn't uh, cleared to compete as of right now. Um, we know, you know, he just lost the AEW World Title, so he's probably in the back of the line for a title run. As MJF has an upcoming match next. Well, not I don't want to say this week because we are recording two days before Dynamite. So this week on Dynamite, MJF will be taking on Ricky Starks. So Moxley's kind of in the back of the line on a title run. So what what's next? What's next for John Moxley? I feel like there's going to be some new kind of something unfold. Maybe someone who hasn't been on for a while might show up again, or maybe I think it's interesting. That, like, why are you going to throw out page in a situation if he's not even clear to compete? Like, you know, like you made him get physical and now you're going to be like, Oh, well he can't actually compete. Yeah. But he just fucking went out there and took a couple of shots from Moxley. Um, but I guess maybe it could be a friend of pages, someone who, can stand up for Paige right now. I don't know. Who do you think? Because I, I don't know. You're more of the AEW guy, my friend. Who do you think? Um, I'm hoping to see Hangman. QT Marshall. I'm no, we don't want to see that guy. Um <laughs> I'm hoping to see a hangman return soon. You know, I think uh the story going into their first match where Paige suffered the concussion, I truly think it was a really good build up to the match and it sucks what happened to hangman because that's that's certainly not the way the fans wanted to see the way that is certainly not the way the fans wanted to see the match end and i know that's certainly the way john moxley didn't want to win the championship so i don't know we'll see but it was time for the first match of the night and it's with the ring of honor igwp double a tag team champions dax hardware and cash wielder st or dax hardware coming in with cash wheeler who went backstage, Dax gets a lot of singles matches in AEW, so this was good to see Dax Hardwood finally get a one-on-one a -on -one match. He's going against, my opinion, the best technical wrestler of our modern era, Brian Danielson. But the fans were chanting this was awesome before they even locked up. Um, I feel like Brian Danielson has gotten a lot of that throughout his time with AEW, and if you remember his first Grand Slam, he fought Kenny Omega. First match of the night, the crowd went fucking insane, so... The crowd was good during this match. Um, 
So Brian went for a kick to the head, Dax ducked it, and then they locked up, leading to Dax getting a shoulder tackle. Brian avoided submission by getting to the ropes, and Brian did a kick to the head. Dax stomped on Brian, which led to Brian regrouping. They exchanged chops in the corner, and Brian with some kicks as well, and Dax managed a crossbody block up the middle rope for two. Dax with a kick to the chest. Brian sent Dax out the ring with a rough landing for Dax, but hitting the turnbuckle and Brian hitting a suicide dive, sending Dax Harwood over the barricade and with them exchanging more strikes to the pitcher and pitcher break. And real quick before I go to the rest of the, uh, in detail for the rest of this match, I like how AEW does the pitcher and pitcher thing. Um, I know WWE doesn't do that, and it's it's cool because we know during WWE, if you've been to a WWE event, you know they kind of just stall during commercial break. They kind of just, you know, like interact with the fans. They don't do much of wrestling until uh, commercial's back on. So with AEW, they're doing the picture-in-picture. You know they're not just sitting, taking a break. They keep wrestling. So what do you think about picture-in-picture, what AEW does? Well, I think what I like about Hello, as I move up, can you see it? Wait, yes. turn to the side. There you go. No, you're good, my friend. You're good. Turn to the side. Um, so basically, because I, I I'm all about showing this shit off. Um, so basically, oh, I don't blame you. Um, and you better get one, by the way. Where Anthony, I'm, give me, give. I will before. I'm gonna be first, a bad influence on you, my friend. First ep- when we cover the Royal Rumble predictions, everybody, I will have a title belt around my. It won't be the real title though, because I'm the actual real champion right now. So you will, uh, I, I won't spoil it. It may be the United States. I may change my mind. I don't know, but you're just gonna have to say. I kind of want now that I got a classic. I kind of want like a current one, but like at the same time, classic is what I grew up Classics, with. Oh yeah. You know, See, I, I like the ruthless aggression. I kind of want the world title, the ruthless aggression so one. Why I want the old United States championship with the flag on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, do that. Bring me back. Uh, but okay, picture in picture. What I like about and I told you guys about this. I did the whole fight TV thing so I could get the subscription from United Kingdom. When you watch Dynamite on their fight TV app, they actually commentate during the the picture in picture and they show the whole thing. So like I when did you, not know that. Yeah, so when you're watching it, they're like, it's you're not you don't know when they're doing picture unless they say we're back on, but because the oh. entire time when you're watching it on the it's weird, like, because UK, like, when you watch it on Fight TV, like, when the commercials come on and they don't do the picture-in-picture, picture, you're good. It's just, um... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want the mic to... I don't know if that was, like, a flu. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I was kind of confused. I was like, is this a clarinet situation? Um, The recorder, I'm going back to high school. Or not high school, grammar school, middle school. Grammar school. I'm old. Grammar school. <laughs> you know, I need to go home. Grammar school. Um, So... Yeah, I feel like picture in picture is cool, but I don't like the commercials because it kind of takes away from it. But like in United Kingdom, when there is a commercial break, they just have like a picture of like the dynamite logo. So, but I do like picture in picture; it's cool. Um, but again, I do wish they did more. Like, I have to turn this way. I do wish that they had more, um, <laughs> more like during the commercial breaks. I wish that you could actually hear the audio. I know they're selling stuff, so they can't. But it's good that they do that because it's good to see. I like oh, it. Absolutely, absolutely. What about you? Do you like it? Oh, I absolutely enjoy it. Um, like I like I mentioned, it's cool to see them mm-hmm. not, you know, just kind of like take a break and like, you know, interact with the fans because they do that in WWE the pictures. And I, if you go to live shows, you see it. So, I, I, I'm 
when I first started watching AEW, and I've been watching AEW since I've really the first episode, but I kind of took a break for a little bit and then rewatched it in the stadium stampede. But I, I really like how they've done that. But so the pitcher and pitcher is over. Dax Hardwood was in control with three German suplexes in a row, including a third one. It, uh, that was a release. They did some moves with counters, and Hardwood managed to hit a pow driver for a two count. Brian has a long history with neck problems, so seeing Brian land the way he lands sometimes is kind of like, eh. Same thing with Soraya. That's why her – I don't want to – just real quick, Soraya, uh, Edge, a lot of these guys have could have had – had to have had, had uh, career-ending injuries. It's really scary to see them land, so – but I know Dax Harwood is a professional, and I know he wouldn't let anything happen to Danielson. So, but Dax tried to move off the top for nothing. Brian avoided it, got into a cradle for two. Dax went to the floor, leading to Brian hitting a jumping knee off the apron to knock Dax Harwood down. Brian overworked Dax with some hard chops on the floor. They were back in the ring as they battled on the turnbuckle with Brian delivering elbows to the chest. Brian tried to. Belly to back suplex off the top, but Dax countered with the cover to land on the top for two. Brian with headbutts, then Dax with clotheslines, then Brian with two clotheslines, then they exchanged clotheslines several more times as the fans came alive. They dropped down to the knees as Dax hit a clothesline. Brian hits his own clothesline and then a double clothesline that knocks both of them down. Holy clotheslines! But that is one of my favorite that moves. Was cool. I like seeing the double clothesline attack. I know. Because a clothesline, the way they do it in AEW that I like, and sometimes they do this in WWE, is like they don't, like they take them really good. Like they're stiff. Like you can hear them like just, you know, tense up and get ready to take it because they know it's going to boom. Go ahead. Absolutely. So they have a cl- double clothesline that knocks both of them down. Dax with a punch, then a powerbomb attempt. Brian countered, and Dax got a sunset flip for two. Brian got a kick to the head for two count. They exchanged some more moves again. Dax applied a sharpshooter near the ropes, where Brian grabbed the ropes to force a rope break. They did a sequence of multiple cradle attempts from both guys, which I also liked seeing since they are both two really good technical wrestlers. Brian applied the label lock submission. Hardwood taps out, giving Brian Danielson the win. Um, I thought it was a good match between two very talented guys. Like I mentioned earlier, Brian Danielson easily being the greatest technical wrestler. Um, Dax Hardwood, we know Dax Hardwood, you know, doesn't win a lot of his singles matches. Um, but when he does get singles matches, man, they're, they're great. I know we like seeing, you know, him with cash at FTR. I know we like seeing him as a tag team, but you really got to give uh, credit to Dax Hardwood uh, as a singles competitor because he is very, very good. But the crowd was very, very much into it. There was no story going into it. It was just a match that two guys wanted to have, and there's nothing much to say. I just wish that Dax would, you know, have some more wins when he does singles matches because he is a really good individual wrestler. But enough of me talking, Anthony. What did, what did you think about the match between these two? Um, no, thank you for those uh, impressive highlights, my friend. Um, that that clothesline massacre, man, boom. Well, I'm a big FTR fan, so anytime they come out, whether it's Dax or Cash, I do think Dax kind of – I think we talked about this with the Street Profits, right? Like, Dax kind of has that Montez Ford appeal where, you know, Cash is good, but Dax just... 
I feel like, he, and, I, and I'm not going to be one of those losers, like, oh, I always knew. But out of the two of them, like, in NXT even, I feel like Dax had more of a appeal because he just different looking. He had the mustache. He was, but I like them because they are, like, old school technical tag teams. It gives me, like, 80s vibes. That's why I really like their theme song. The original, that the song that they come out to is the original Midnight Express song. Mm-hmm. It's just remix, which I think is really cool. Um, Dan- Brian Danielson, obviously, you don't even need to say, you said it, American Dragon, one of the best technical wrestlers of all time, probably the best of our generation right now. Um, so you said two guys who are probably friends in the back really just want to put on a show for the fans and getting an opportunity to, to really face each other. Um, I do think though that it wouldn't have been bad for Dax to win this because Brian has won and done so much. I always like to say when I look at, I don't know if it's just like title matches or regular, I always try to think of like who will it benefit more. And Danielson's a great wrestler, but you know, you have like Sting beating guys like half his age. So like it wouldn't right. be hard to believe Dax getting a win over Brian Danielson, but still bomb ass match. And uh really good match. I'm I'm a fan of both. So but where did you think Dax should have gotten the win or do you, are you happy no. that it was I mean I'm I'm a huge fan of Brian Danielson. Um, I feel like it makes more sense for Brian Danielson to get the win. Um, but at the same time, like you mentioned, uh, Dax, he's such a good singles competitor, and he needs to get more wins, like I mentioned earlier, because you can't just it, – it's like – I understand he's such a good tag team wrestler. He holds three championships – you know that's what he's known for doing, and he it, when he was in WWE he didn't have much sing. He didn't. I don't even think I can't re- tell you a Dax Hardwood match he had in a singles match in WWE. So I appreciate that he's getting singles matches here in AEW, um, but I, he needs to win a couple because it, it it makes him look like he can't win without Cash Wheeler, which is not true at all. It's just not. I agree, sir. So it's I wasn't sure not. if you wanted me to come or not. No, I think I, I agree. Um, I just think AEW is good at building guys that you don't expect to be as good as they are. Like when I first saw Sammy Guevara when he came out with that whole bear thing, right, I was like, yeah. kid, you know. Um I you know, so they're making about MJF. Right. They're making names out of these people, which is good. Um, but yeah, I mean I just I think it I, I like this. I like this stuff. So Keep on going, sir. Awesome, awesome. So, Ricky Starks was interviewed by Tony Schiavone saying he will be in the battle royal to win the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Ricky also says he's coming for MJF's world title at Winter Coming because he earned the title shop and Ricky will prove that he is absolute. Real quick before I we go on with the show, what do you think about Ricky Starks getting a title opportunity against I MJF? I think he's absolutely boring. When I saw him at when uh, we went to Dynamite um, before, when was it? I want to hear this because I'm going to res- have to respectfully disagree with you. Okay, you're cool. A big, big time. That's cool. So let me tell you what I think. Um, That's just my opinion. No, I, I respect it 100%. Um, He has a good look, 100%. All right. I think he is good on the mic. He is good personality. But, and I base this on the crowd. When we were in AEW, 
at Dynamite. It was right. I don't know what pay-per-view it was. You'll have to tell me. Um, Kingston versus Jericho. I, I said this before. Um, and I think it was Adam Cole versus Adam Page. Like, I don't know what it was. Revolution? It was probably Revolution. because Was we, it in or was it in Florida? I don't know. No, I don't know. I just know that we went in like February or March. So it's probably Revolution. I think it was Revolution. If the opening match was Kingston and Jericho, then that's the one. We went to the Dynamite right before the pay-per-view. Okay. Did Ricky Starks win the Dynamite anything that night, or did he? Looking at right here. Sorry. I'm like commandeering. I'm like, what No, you're good. You're good. So (laughs) I do believe... He was involved in like a yes. ladder match, right? Didn't he win the, the match or something? I could be wrong. That was such a long anyway. It does, so it did, not necessarily it doesn't really matter so much. Yeah. My take on it is he was competing in a match. Yeah, I think he was a TNT champion at the time. And no the crowd was dead. And I feel like he when I watch it on TV again, it's hard to tell, but like the crowd's not really invested, I don't think. Like he won. I we'll talk, we'll let you cover you know his match later on. But all I've seen of him, I'm not super impressed. Now, it's not a real good judgment because I haven't seen all of his work. But from what I have seen, I'm just like, okay, let me look down for a minute. I'm not gonna lie. But I don't think he's bad. I think I think if he, I just don't get his gimmick so much. Like, I know he's this New Orleans, you know, you know, I just, and again, it's not a fair judgment because I haven't watched AEW from the beginning. I saw when he was in Team Taz. So um, that's why, yeah, so that's why, I, yeah, so when Ricky Starks was in Team Taz, I, I liked him a lot uh, because he really, to me, was the the charisma in Team Taz, he was the one who talked the most. Um, he really, you could feel his charisma. You could feel his promos on the mic. Um, my only problem about Ricky Starks is he's been booked like absolute dog shit, and that's all because of Tony yes. Khan. Tony Khan, you need to step it the fuck up because Ricky Starks, he, he's so good, not just on the mic, but if you look at his wrestling. When he was hey, when he had his FTW championship run, and yes, he he didn't he might have not have had some uh, good opponents, not the best opponents, but he really has the potential to be a main event level wrestler. And if the crowd loves him, I, I don't know about the dynamite you went to, maybe not, but from what I've seen on TV, the crowd really enjoys his promos. So I'm excited to see Ricky Starks. I don't think he's going, I know he's not going to win the championship. I don't think he'll win no. the, champion, the world championship anytime soon, but he's definitely, he could definitely be like a high mid card talent ranking a run, uh, you know, chasing the TNT title, you know, with a high card, a high, a high mid carder. That's where I would put him. So you, but okay. I feel you. I listen, I'm down to see like what he does on dynamite. I just feel like it, it's hard because we both don't really see him doing anything other than just being like a mid-card person. And the way they're developing him, they wind to almost be like a big, like, it's something they're trying to make him like The Rock, you know? 
And I feel like we all know that's not going to happen, not because of anything against Ricky, but the Rock's the Rock. But no, absolutely. Let me go so, back to you. So, yeah. So after the commercial, and I don't want to get too much into this because it's really not important, but I just want your opinion on Ring of Honor's final battle pay-per-view. They just announced that Chris Jericho will be defending his Ring of Honor world title versus Claudio Castanoli. Um, are you... Do you have any interest in Ring of Honor? Do you have any interest in what uh, AEW is doing in Ring of Honor? Because Hell with... yes. Okay. I do, and I'll tell you why. Because I thought that that Phil Foria match at the pay-per-view was the best match of the night. My opinion, I know people are... The storytelling, like, the action, like, when I was recapping it, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Like, I did, I, I underlined everything. So I'm, I'm excited. I think Chris Jericho is obviously a good name to have because everybody knows him. He's a good person to, you know, utilize the title for that. Claudio Castanoli is one of my favorite wrestlers. He's just a killer. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not like, oh my God, I can't wait, you know, but I'm, you know, I'll watch it hopefully. Um, you know, give it a shot. I just hope it's not like a stupid ECW type thing. Like, we already have a Rampage. We don't need a... And then they have, like, Dark Evelation. You know, it's like, what is this going to be? A third fucking one of the... You know? I don't know. But what do you think? Are you excited? Um, I will be honest. I'm going to end up watching the pay-per-view. They just announced it's only going to be $40, which should not be that much anyway. But I'm going to end up watching it. Um, My problem is I'm such a wrestling fanatic where irks my soul to see Chris Jericho hold the Ring of Honor championship because there's guys who've been in Ring of Honor. Adam Cole, Kyle, I know they're all hurt. Brian Danielson. There's so many guys who deserve to have that title. I understand Jericho's a big name that had the title, but it, it, it just doesn't seem like organic for him to hold the title considering he's never been in Ring of Honor. Um, when Tony Khan first bought Ring of Honor, I was very excited because I thought they were going to make a comeback because I was a huge fan of Ring of Honor back in the days with Adam Cole, Kevin Stern, which is also which is now Kevin Owens, CM Punk, Samoa Joe back in the day. So I'm hoping the final battle is the final battle and they kind of just because Rampage has kind of become Ring of Honor. Yeah. In its way. So I have I a question know. for you, though. Um, because I, I have an idea, but not really. Is there a Ring of Honor guy who's like probably top dude that hasn't been on AEW yet? That because I have a feeling like maybe Jericho might win or Claudio, but you're right. Like you know, it should go to someone who has it. Is there somebody who could be world champion that? Isn't in the company yet because I think, like you said, all those guys were injured. They're not going to give it to Brian Danielson because, you know, I mean, they they could and they may possibly should, but they're not going to. So I mean, I don't know much about Ring of Honor, but is there anybody who stands out that could possibly show up and be like, you know what, like old versus the new? Because I would love to see. I'm all about invasion storylines. And I would love to see being like, okay, this is your version of Ring of Honor. No, like, we have the original dudes. And even if they're AEW guys, have them click up and, like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like when you have a company, like, I don't know much about Ring of Honor. So I want to be introduced to more original people. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. And so the problem is Ring of Honor doesn't have necessarily a roster. So they have... 
well, most of their guys are AEW at rosters. So we have Chris Jericho. He's the Ring of Honor World Champion. Samoa Joe. He's the Ring of Honor Television World Champion. FTR, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. We have Daniel Garcia. He's the Ring of Honor Pure World Champion. Um, So maybe I feel like a good person that hold that title may be Jay Lethal. Um, he's doing something right now, his thing right now with Jeff Jarrett, but, uh, he, in my, yes, but in my opinion, he, Jay Lethal, you know, he's been in Ring of Honor since the start, um, one of the only people in AEW that's been in Ring of Honor since, like, the beginning, so, maybe, I would like to see Jay Lethal, um, what if Adam Cole came back and was like, you know, he's a three-time AEW world champ, or, Oh my God, he's the three times. I just feel like someone needs. I feel like they're gonna bring someone. I mean, if I was doing it, I want people to watch my show. I would start it out by making a big surprise and making a big name show up at Final Battle and being like, you know, I want the title. And I know that Adam Cole. I mean, I don't know the time frame on all these people, but you know, Adam Cole can do like a little NXT type deal, go down there for a bit, do his thing, and then show up and try to go for the AEW title. You know. I always think uh, someone with some kind of star power needs to do it. But let's jump back to you. I'm sorry. You said let's not talk a lot about this. Sorry. No, yeah, you're good. You're good. So we're going to move on to the TNT championship match, which is Samoa Joe versus A.R. Fox. I just want to. By the way, not to cut you off, A.R. Fox is from uh, my home state of Connecticut and Sony in Connecticut. I heard he's really good. I haven't seen his shit, but I was like, go in Sony. So A.R. Fox, I've seen a couple of his things. My. He officially joins a roster and now gets a TNT title shot. What about the people that have been there who hasn't had? When was the last time Darby Allen had a TNT championship opportunity? When was the last time any of top mid-card level guy has had an? Sammy, Here's something I, know, I like, noticed with AEW. They have too many damn championships. They do. But also, they don't, like, it's almost like they make these guys be unbeatable. Like, they're like, Darby Allen can't lose. This guy can't lose. This guy can't lose. Because if you think about it, like, none of these guys, like, ever get title shots because they're always involved in other matches, and the matches they're involved in, they usually win. So it's almost like you look at your kind of, okay, you're going to book someone who you know is going to lose, which sucks that that's how they do it, but that's what they do. They book people that you know. Listen, Jamie here winning was a surprise to me, you know, 100%. But like a clean versus River and Glory, like I, I'm going to say this 100%, and it's not a tarnish on my title. That pay per view was so predictable. Full gear? Yes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so that's my problem with AEW is that you don't let guys like Darby Allen shine because, oh, we don't want him to lose. We want him to be with Sting all the time. It's okay for him to lose and be like a Dax Harwood, lose and still shine, you know? But keep going, sorry. No, you're good. Um, I just I just don't understand why AR Fox is the guy to have an AEW t- TNT title shot right away. But, okay, so this match is Smojo versus AR Fox for the TNT title. Joe overworked Fox with punches along with a forearm to the head. Fox uses his quickness to avoid Samoa Joe, leading Joe kick... Joe leading... To a kick uh, to the head, knocking Joe out of the ring. Fox jumped over the rope. Joe did his classic walk away, and Fox landed on his feet. Um, Joe did a front leg sweep and a sensation splash to the back. They went to another pitcher-in-pitcher break. They came back from the pitcher-in-pitcher break where Samoa Joe was in full control, 
with a sideways slam, and Fox's mouth was busted open from something. I, I don't know what it was, maybe a turnbuckle. I don't know. Maybe I didn't catch it in the picture-in-picture. Picture. But Fox jumped off the rope with something, and Joe did the classic move. Joe ran over Fox with a running elbow, followed by a muscle buster for the pinfall after probably a five-minute match. This match was nothing special. It was just Samoa Joe dominating the entire match. Maybe it was just a way to get AR Fox, you know, over for him just signing to AEW. He's fighting for the TNT Championship against a big name. So maybe this match was to put uh put him over. I knew he wasn't gonna get the win. Um, only half the match was shown because it wasn't long. So they did like three minutes and pitcher a pitcher, and the other three was on camera. But Joe kicked his ass. After Joe won the match, he does a promo telling us that he's the king of tele TV with two different TV titles. Uh, Warlow's appears on the screen, and the fans chant Warlow as Warlow just stood backstage instead of coming out and fighting Samoa Joe. Um, real quick, before we take our first break here, what did you think about this quick little match between Samoa Joe and AR Fox? He didn't really do anything for me with AR Fox because they he guys ass kicked him. I mean, they should have booked him in like a rampage or like something where he could have shined I a bit absolutely more. Absolutely agree. Um, but um, Samojo is great. I like Samojo. I think he's awesome. Big Samojo fan. He's getting a little bit old, but he still can fucking handle it. So I'm, you know, I don't mind it. Warlow doesn't do it for me. Warlow's boring, but I'm a big absolutely. Samojo fan. And they're like, oh, Samojo looks scared. Samojo don't scare at all. But. Yeah. Let me go back to you, sir. Nope. Okay. <laughs> so we, you caught me off guard. Nope. I thought you were going okay. to say a little more here. So we will be taking our first break. But when we come back, we will be covering, covering MJF and William Regal. Big deal, brothers. All right, sisters. We'll be back. What's up, everyone? Chris, I'm your co-host, Christian here, back at it again with my man, Anthony. Say what's up. Whatever. I'm glad you know who you are, Christian. I was nervous there for a minute. You're like, I, I, I'm... My you know, this is my first, first time Anthony's letting me take over the podcast. He's you know? killing it, too. Can I just say something really fast, Christian? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Ladies, this dude is charming, good-looking, young. Viva la razza, you know. Keep saying, I, come on, keep. Come I mean, on, you're making me blush. Come he's on. got a lot of long hair, hairy legs, um, <laughs> which I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure the ladies will like to. You know, the, I'm not gonna lie, Tori. You know, likes to play with with the, you know, with this a bit. You know, listen. I'm not listen, a hair guy. He's taking over, like but I want to say, um, what's I want to say? Fun story. My coworker at school, she was like getting upset with the situation that was going on, and she was like calling everyone's name, and her name is Kathy, and she was going, "Miss Anthony, Miss Kathy," and I'm like, "Wait, but you're Miss Kathy?" And like, take a minute. That was you for a moment. You don't, you don't remember who you are. Yeah, it's a fun experience. But we are back at it. Our co-host just talk. left. <laughs> I'm right here. I don't know what happened. I'm right. What here. happened? He disappeared. He he can time travel too. Time travel. That's. See, that's something you guys got to know know about me. That's you got to find out. Cause... That's what I'm saying, man. Ladies, I'm gonna wait, wait, wait. You know what? Yo, I got your nickname. Oh my god, what is it? 
Dude. Keep, I'll tell you later on. It's going to be all on right. The, we'll tell me all fair. Well, all I'm right, not going right. on here, bro. Oh, okay. Cliffhanger, okay, dude. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Go so ahead. let's hear from MJF and William Regal. William Regal makes his entrance where he gets in the ring and says, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your new AEW world champion, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I'm very, very happy with MJF as the new AEW world champion. About time. I've wanted this to happen two, probably for a, a year and a half now. So I'm happy MJF is finally getting his title opportunity. But MJF gets in the ring, hugs William Regal. MJF says he knows that the fans aren't bright. But when the best wrestler in the world has a microphone, they should keep their hillbilly mouth shut. MJF tried to say more with the fans chanting shut the fuck up to MJF it led to MJF reading an email from William Regal telling that he was weak after the firm attacked him MJF or excuse me Regal told MJF he didn't have to grab the diamond ring he had to grab the brass knuckles MJF said he met with Regal many times saying that Regal was a genius MJF said that Regal didn't want MJF just to beat Moxley, he wanted MJF to leave Moxley with an emotional scar so he didn't forget the day he was outsmarted by MJF. MJF moved on to talk about the AEW world title saying he made the promise to make the change around here. MJF said when he looked at the title, it made him gag because it was tacky. It lacks class and it reminds him of all the men that held it previous before him. MJF said that they were all talented in their own right way, but none of them were on his level. Because he's better than you guys, and you guys know it. MJF said that his version of the AEW world title is garbage. At Excuse me. MJF said that his this current version of the AEW world title is garbage, much like the fans, is garbage. MJF tosses the title down, and quickly, Regal removes the black cover, and the new AEW world title is revealed. It's just the same thing with a freaking Burberry strap on it. Which is more of MJF's vibe, considering he likes his, you know, Burberry rich boy scarves. But MJF said no one, nobody deserved to be recognized as world champion except for him. MJF even talked about the greats that have held championships. Talking about how he will make guys like Bruno Samartino Bruno San look like the worst champion of all time. MJF continued with the message for everybody on this show and on this roster. MJF said that he is going to be the world champion for a very long time until the bidding war of 2024, where he wants to get a bigger contract and trashes the crowd again, saying that he'll get more money than the fans will ever get in their lives. MJF talks about how the right con will need to show him the right money, and he's not talking about Tony. He's talking about good old Nick. If you guys don't know, Nick Khan is the WWE COO, no relation to Tony whatsoever, and his buddy Trips, aka the game Triple H. We know MJF likes to spit things about WWE, but if I'm being all honest, I don't think he's going to go there. I think this is all just a work. Um, but MJF said he's sick of looking at wrestling fans, so maybe Hollywood wins. We know he's coming in an upcoming movie, so... And then Tony Schiavone says, we can only hope. <laughs> I feel like Tony Schiavone just doesn't like MJF. Well, I don't blame him because every time Tony Schiavone interviews him, MJF always says some smart ass shit. But MJF said he almost forgot 
as the fans chanted, shut the fuck up again. MJF said, without these brass knuckles and without Regal, none of this is possible. MJF said that for 40 years, Regal has given blood, sweat, and sacrifice for this business. MJF said that that's why he wanted to say from the bottom of his heart and hits Regal in the back with the brass knuckles. I did not expect this at all. My jaw dropped. I did not know what was... I don't know why that would happen. Regal has really bad uh, history with, you know, injuries, brain bleeds. So the announcers were very, very concerned about that. It made MJF look like the devil. Brian Danielson quickly runs out to check on Regal. The announcers sounded very, very serious. Um, Brian only had one boot on. So maybe, maybe... MJF really took a strike on it, but this was a very, very long, long segment um, with different topics. I think it ended very, very cheap and kind of confusing, but at the same time, again, we know Regal's expected to sign with WWE, so it also leaves us a cliffhanger on what Regal is going to do next. Um, we probably won't hear from him uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, maybe he's injured. Maybe this is his way of saying goodbye to us. Who knows, but I think MJF mentioning Ricky Starks, also his next challenger, and Eddie Kingston and Danielson, I think it's a teaser to show, you know, the AEW roster that he's not scared of any of you. He's mentioned, those three guys he mentioned, you know, they're three of some of the most talented guys in the roster. So maybe to intimidate the roster a little bit. Um, I also think his reference to Nick Khan and Triple H is also very important in this promo because he also talks a, a lot about WWE, which makes us think he might sign to WWE. We know he's very, very open about uh, WWE, how, how much he likes it, how much he likes Triple H. So, and um, we know uh, his relationship with Tony Khan isn't the best. So, before I give uh, the stage to you, Anthony, I just want to say I'm very, very excited to see MJF uh, having this title run. I hope it doesn't, they don't do what WWE is doing to Roman, you know, having this two-year title run. Um, I could see them doing that just because, you know, it would be a kind of interesting thing to see MJF as champion when his contract does expire in 2024. But what did you think of this segment? Uh, and how do you feel about MJF as a champion? Are you excited to see him uh, in the future? Are you not excited? Are you excited to see some incredible possible matches we could have? Maybe CM Punk comes back. What what what, what do you hope for MJF with his title run? Oh. Maxwell Jacob. You know, I think it's funny that MGF mentioned Bruno San Martino and all these other legends that are champions, but he chose not to mention me because he knew that he, he could knew that you were the fucking ultimate champion. He knows that he knows, knows that, that you're better than him and he knows it. So it's hard for me to comment on someone who, you know, doesn't even stand. But I guess, you know. He talked about AWB and, you know, a bad title. You know, this is the best title. So the best champion will make a comment on it if I have to, Christian, since you asked. Normally, I wouldn't comment on anybody else because I am the champion. But I will say well, that I champion. am. El Champion. El Champion. There you go, sir. Um, uh, uh, where was I? How do you feel about MJF? Oh, yes. Okay. I'm happy with MJF being champion. I just say I'm telling you, he's just like so irrelevant to me that I don't even remember what I was talking about. 
I'm happy with him winning the title. He deserves it. He is probably one of the top sellers in AEW of you know whatever all time. Um, William Regal is a great, great heel, great you know bad guy. I kind of wish they had a little bit more of like a conversation, you know, because then it would sort of be a bit more backstabby because Regal was just kind of quiet, you know, and like. I, I sort of was spoiled about it happening before seeing it on Facebook. Um, so I wasn't as surprised. But I think that's why I was paying attention to Regal a bit more. And he wasn't really like, he was just there. Um, and I felt like with it being that big of a bombshell, they should have included him a little bit more. Like have him be like, oh, you know, I'm so proud of you. Like something, you know, to make us, you know, I feel like, yeah, we already hate him, and, you know, we feel sorry for him, but people are saying you deserve it, you know? Like, so I kind of wish they did a little bit more of us to feel a little bit more sympathy for Regal. I know we did a mox was fucked up, but I feel like the whole point was they want us to feel bad for him. Most fans did, but I can't help myself but question it when there were fans in the arena going, you know, you deserved it. I want fans to be more like, that's fucked up, more than, you know, but make it so big that they kind of forget about what happened with Moxley. I know it's hard to do, but you know if they, if they because it looks like it's going to be Danielson and and and, Ma, and uh, MJF. It seems like that's going to end up happening. Um, so I don't you think know. that's going to be MJF's first big title defense against. Brian oh yeah, Danielson was the first dude to run out. You know, like he, you know, he was the only dude. So to, to run out, I mean, and Moxley's not going to help. I think they're going to do an angle where maybe Danielson might try to get Moxley to help out. And I think maybe what would be kind of cool, in my opinion, is they had him as like an outside enforcer and they do a send off to Regal where maybe, I don't know, like, I think it's smart to write him off TV like that. But if they were going to do a send off, you know. I don't know. Have him cost MJF the match by DQ by like punching him with brass knuckles and have him shake hands with like Danielson and the ones that sort of have him, you know, reunite with Moxley. Say, you know, I don't know. I just feel like what, what makes me sad is when Regal came in AEW, I was really excited. And when I found out he was leaving, I was like, already? So like, it's just. No, I, 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 I know, agree. His time isn't so important. His debut, sorry, I'm plugging the, my headset in. Um, his debut when he first debuted, it really surprised me because I, I didn't think Regal would get so much more like the on-screen time. I thought maybe he was there to do his role, what he was doing at WWE, more like behind the scenes thing. But um, it did set up a good story considering the fact that you know Moxley and. Danielson have this huge respect for Regal. They both Regal's trained them in the past, so it's. I hope I I know he's going to leave. I hope he doesn't. Um, but overall, I thought this was I thought this was a good segment. Uh, a little long, kind of cheap, but I'm excited to see what MJF's gonna do, man. It, it, it and speaking of his next opponent, I think not to cut you off. I think it kind of fucks. Now that we know that Regal's gone, it fucks up the storyline, you know, because it's like, okay, Absolutely. now what do we do? And like, what are ahead. they going to do with the back Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah. What are they going to do? But we talked a lot about Ricky Starks today, and we're going to be talking about him again because he is going one-on-one against Ari Daviari.
Am I sorry if I pronounce his name wrong? Ari Davari, sir. Holy hell! Sorry if I pronounce his name wrong. I never catch it when every time Shivani says it on the commentary, I I always like, what did he say? But this match was probably twenty five seconds long. Starks had some uh momentum going in. Ari attacked Starks from behind while Starks look was looking behind, looking at Ethan uh Page on the ramp. Ricky Starks hits a spear. One, two, three. This match was just to put Starks over because he's going for the AEW World Championship. And I don't really know what else to say about that. Ethan Page coming out, distracting. Um, so, this match, I don't I don't understand the point of this match. Like, I I wrote it down on my notes, but watching the match and reviewing the match was kind of like, what, what, what the hell is going on here? I think AEW has a problem with this. Um, they, like... They think, but they think making a guy beat someone at twenty seconds, like be like the head top. Like, no, absolutely. And I'm sorry. Have him have a battle to make you like, damn, this is a worthwhile contender. Like to me, Ricky Starks. You already say he's probably gonna lose, and like his match against whoever was that he fought, Davari, lose that. You're gonna beat this guy in twenty seconds. You're gonna have a match against MJF, but why do you gotta wait till MJF? Have a bomb ass match to Dynamite before you take him on. So as fans think, uh oh, but go ahead. No, I agree, but I, I they could have done something better with this match. They could have maybe given Ricky Starks a better competitor, but who who knows? I'm excited to see him take on MJF. So on Wednesday, the 14th. So. We'll see, but uh, the AEW Women's World Champion Jamie Hayter, Doctor Doc or Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel were interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Baker mentioned her four and seven Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Indianapolis Colts. What? Come on now, we already know Steelers Nation. We're here to stay. I the thought best team in the league. Did she retweet your thing? I totally fun th- fact: Doctor Britt Baker, DMD retweeted uh i posted a picture with my um and hopefully the people can see the camera so i have a dr brick baker action figure and i posted that with the steelers terrible town she actually reposted it so i thought it was really really cool um and i was and i also thought it was cool when she mentioned that baker complained that soraya having a sit-down interview with on rampage this week um one thing I want to say real quick, because I don't want to talk too much about this segment, because there's really nothing to talk about. Um, I'm I'm really sick of, you know, Dr. Britt Baker. As much as I love her to death, I'm really starting to get sick of her, you know, do a lot of the talking in this group. Because now Jamie Hayter is our AEW Women's World Champion. She is the leader of the AEW Women's Division, technically speaking. So I feel like she should do more of the talking. Um, I feel like it will set up a betrayal by uh, Dr. Britt Baker, depending on what Soraya has to say uh, Friday night on Rampage. But well, what do you think's next for... Do you think Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter will end up going against each other for the title? I could or? see, yeah, I could see Jamie Hayter start to get... Because you made up a good point, you know, Jamie Hayter is a champion. I was seeing the same exact thing. I don't feel like Jamie, out of the two of them, let me... Oh, um, out of the two of them, I think that Jamie is a good wrestler, but Britt has more star power. Um, She shouldn't be talking, but I could see them being Jamie being like, you know... 
Britt's about to talk into him and being like, no, like, I'm the champion. I'm going to start talking. Absolutely. And I, I think that's see, what should happen. And I could see Britt being like, you know, me. Because, listen, Britt's not a bad face. She's a better heel. I don't mind her as a face. And I could see her because the thing is, Britt's already made a name for herself, right? Britt's the type of person where she's going to have a good match whether she's a face or a heel. So I think turn Britt face. Make her break up with Rebel and, and fucking... And Absolutely. And I don't understand run. what they're doing with Rebel either. And you know what they could even do? Call me stupid. Call me crazy. But since everyone's talking about how, oh, Britt Baker helped Soraya during her match. Britt Baker. How the fuckers team up then? And have them team up against fucking Jamie and Rebel as their first thing. Not make this a whole entire, you know, tag team. But, you know, like, if you're gonna, I just think Britt Baker needs to turn bad. Because Jamie here right now doesn't have too many people to face, I think. No, absolutely, absolutely. And while I look for my headset charger, um, because my headset is beeping, I do want to talk. Ass, ass, ass. I do, I do want to um talk about uh Jamie Hater in a way because when before she was AEW uh Women's World Champion, we really didn't see too much of her or hear from her. So I feel like uh. She could do more of the talking as well. Um, but my thing is, I feel like the reason why Britt Baker does more of the talking is she really is, and I, I don't I don't care what anyone says, uh, because it is a true fact, she really is the evolution. She really is the leader of that AEW women's mm-hmm. locker room. Mm-hmm. She's been there since the very, very yeah. start. Yeah. She is the first female to ever sign with the company. So she knows what goes on. And that's why when Soraya came back, and oh, it's my house. No, it, it's not. It's not. But I'm excited. I loved seeing Britt Baker as champion because she really made the champ like the women's division worth watching. And I think her promos, in my opinion, I think, and I know a lot of people disagree with me. And I I will have this conversation if anyone wants to have it. I think Britt Baker does the best promos in in the entire women's division. But uh, and all speaking, of, the, of women's or just AEW? Women's, women's. No, 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 not wow. AEW. Oh, you're making a big comment. Okay, go ahead. I, I, I don't want to sound like that, but MJF is in the company. Let's, let's not forget that. And MJF does, I think, does the, the best promos. And there's a lot of other good people. But speaking of the women's division, well, I thought you meant like women's, like meaning like the women's division AEW or like women's division in the entire. Oh, oh no, no, no. A women's division in AEW. Okay. Women's division AEW. But speaking of the women's division in AEW, Willow Nightgale versus Anna J with Ty Mello. Willow got a shoulder tackle and some clotheslines. Jay tried to fight back, but Willow hit a belly-to-back be- belly suplex. Willow hit a running cross back block for two. Willow hit a corner back splash on Jay. Then another splash, and Jay avoided an attack leading to a forearm. Jay with a back kick followed by a blockbuster neck breaker off the middle rope leading to a pitcher-in-pitcher break, like always. And then Willow was in the crowd with a boot to the face followed by a spine buster for a count of two. Jay got a back heel kick following a... Glory bomb slam for a two count. Jay went for her sleeper, so Willow fell back and landed on top of her. Willow elbowed her out of a move, but Jay rolled through a rolled through for a pin for a count of two. Willow was backed up, 
Tay was on the apron, like she always does, and Willow knocked Tay down. Jay went for a weak clothesline that was obviously not going to connect. Hit a clothesline. Willow hit a doctor bomb for the pin. Match lasted about 10 seconds. Um, I think it was just a baby's face match to put Willow Nightgale over. You know, she's she's really big in size and she was she was uh using her size. Um and then Ruby Soho's music hits as she made her return after um being away from injury. I was really, really happy to see Ruby Soho come back. I was such a fan of her in WWE when she was Ruby Riot. Um so for her to come back and attack Tay for uh injuring her a few months ago. I thought it was a good good little match and I'm really happy to see. You. I think Ruby Soho coming back was the highlight of this match, but I'm going to stop the talking Anthony. What what do you think about this women's match right here? I agree, man. Will Nightingale is cool. I saw her live in AEW. She was pretty cool. Her theme song's cool. Her theme uh, I miss Chris Sylander, man. Where where's she at? Oh yeah, she's been gone. Um I like Willow. I like Ruby Soho. Her theme song is killer. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Ruby. Destination. Oh, uh, no. uh, when they had it sing live at the pay-per-view, man, that was sick. Yeah, so I really like her. Um, I think she deserves a title shot. Like, Ruby's the bomb. Like, give her a TBS shot. title shot. TBS, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, maybe, maybe she should be the one to beat Jade Cargill. Man, yeah, Thanks. her, like, somebody. And... Speak. I mean, because I think she would even went after her yet. She would be an interesting person to do it. No, absolutely, because you know why it would be an interesting. They were in the cha- championship match where Jade Cargo uh won the TBS championship. It was against Ruby Soho, so Ruby could oh, get her revenge. Ruby? She uh, they did the TBS championship match, and the finals were Jade Cargo versus Ruby. Oh, Soho. I didn't know they fought before. Interesting. Yeah, she could come back and get it. Um. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm a big Ruby Soho fan, so let's go, Ruby. So, speaking of Jade Cargill, the TBS just, uh, Championship Celebration. She looked fine. She, oh, my God, man. I saw her. Becky, uh, Becky her, crack, crack. I used to go to the a local farm baseball team right up the street, and uh, her husband plays on the one team, and I screamed, Jade Cargill, and he, like, gave me, like, a look because, like, no one knew who Jade. But it was... It was a, this was a stupid segment. Jay Cargo made her entrance as a TBS championship wearing a green robe and an outfit that had money on her titties. It was a unique look because, you know, that's just kind of the Jade Cargo vibe. Uh, Jade I was, was joined by I so was I. Jade uh Jay Cargo was joined by Red Velvet and Layla Gray in the ring like always. There was some confetti, a cake, and balloons. Jade said Red Velvet's sexy too. Oh my god, I know. Jay said they were there for her celebration. Jay said that she says who stays and who goes in the baddies. Jade was confused why Red and Layla were chilling with Kiara Hogan last weekend. Jade said that she got her title back from Nyla Rose at full gear and that the standing next to her is a blessing. Cargo said that the baddies are eating off her and the company is eating off her too. Cargo says that nobody has her body, her face, and her era. Cargo claimed that she puts asses in seats. Cargo says she wrestles for bad bitches and says that she is the real deal. And then here comes Bow Wow. Bow Wow was shown on the camera congratulating uh, Cargo on her little win. Bow Wow said he's done with this. When he's done with this tour, he will be seeing her real soon. Jade Cargo got really mad and let left the ring. I thought this was a weird segment. Um, I thought this was going to be about Car- Jade Cargo, 
you know, finally celebrating her uh, win as, you know, she finally got her TBS championship back. Um, I think this was just a corny little segment, stupid little segment to put in the show, um, you know, to tease a future appearance on Bow Wow. Because let's be honest, who gives two shits about Bow Wow? Maybe yeah. he was a little Bow Wow back in the day. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about AEW bringing guest appearances on uh, the show because recently they had Rick Ross uh, do a promo for Swerve and Keith Lee, and man, he fucking killed it. He probably put a better promo than 80% of the AEW roster. Um, but I feel like, you know, they, they, they bring a lot of these rappers that come into AEW, and to me, I, I don't get me wrong, with the exception of Action Bronston, I'm a huge fan of Action Bronston. He's a he's been a wrestling fan since he was a kid, and he had he is also uh Hook's theme song. So I understand why he had his match at Grand Slam, but they bring a lot of these you know celebrities guest appearances that really don't talk too much or don't really talk too much really about the pro wrestling industry and. Do we know that they're fans? Are they there because it's AEW? And when we see in WWE, for example, Logan Paul, he was a fan of WWE growing up. Bad Bunny was a fan of WWE growing up. A lot of these celebrities, Johnny Knoxville, a fan of a lot of these WWE, the guys that uh, celebrities that do appearances on WWE, they're true organic wrestling fans. They care about the business. They're not there just for the buck or for the attention or, hey, I'm on WWE. I feel like a lot of the guys that AEW brings in, I feel like they're just there to be on, you know, wrestling. But I thought this was a stupid segment. I don't know what they're going to do with Lil Bow Wow, nor do I give two shits. Anthony, what is your opinion on Jade Cargo, and what do you think uh, they're going to do with Lil Bow Wow here? I agree. I don't give two shits. Um... <laughs> well, that was easy. That was easy. I don't give two shits. I mean, fuck you, Bow Wow. He's... Yeah, I don't give two. I mean, that's like I said. I don't give two shits. That's a have I, I, I truly that well. don't. I I truly don't give two shits. Um, I don't know. May I? I I'm I. I want to ask you this question because I don't. I don't really think I have had the chance to have this conversation with anybody. Who do you think is gonna be the first one to to take Cargo's? You know, TBS title. Who's gonna give her her first loss? She was also. Uh, she's also. You know, one of the original. Uh, AEW uh, female superstars. So who's finally gonna take that title? I think it's gonna be Ruby. Okay. I think Ruby's gonna do it. I think she. I mean, I really don't see at this point. Athena's not gonna do it. I mean, maybe Mercedes. Mercedes ain't gonna do it because she fought. Didn't Mercedes fight her before Martinez? Yeah, but she's the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. Yeah, so she ain't gonna. She. Ha- I haven't seen heard from her. Maybe a new hire. I don't know. I just don't see anybody right now. Ooh, Anna J. Tamello. No. So they're gonna be Ruby Soho or a new hire. I I agree. Um, you know, I feel like there's a lot of my problem is I feel like there's so many women in the AEW roster that don't get a main title opportunity, and I feel like them having a TBS title would benefit them so much because there's so many women that in the AEW uh locker room that are so talented and i feel like we all just you know we pay attention to the brit bakers we pay attention to the Sorayas, we pay attention to tone the tony storms 
Why do we pay attention, with, with the exception of uh, Britt Baker, why do we pay attention to the Tony Storms? Why do we pay attention to the Soraya's? Why do we pay attention to all these girls? Because a lot of them are ex-WWE girls, and they have a career. They're coming into AEW with a background. Like, for example, Anna Jay, Ty Conti, uh, who's, who's the... House of Black, uh, Julia Hart, girls like those, we don't know much about. They don't have an experience. So for – I feel like they should be more of the ones to get the TBS championship. And I get it. You have to – you want good booking, and good booking is something AEW has been fucking lacking on recently. Their booking has just been lazy in the words of Jim Cornette. Lazy booking. But I do have a last question for you. Do you really think NJ and, you know – Jay's been born too, but he really think Andrew's gonna have a really good title reign. No, I don't. But I think Ty Conti could. If she, yes, yes, yes. I don't know necessarily yes, Andrew. I, I don't know yes. necessarily Julia Hart. Yes, we, Julia we Hart don't even. Andrew might, not Andrew. Tay might. I feel like Tay might. I I may take back what I say about Julia Hart just because we don't see her necessarily wrestle. We see her. They're like the House of Black's aide, so I don't know. It's excuse me. It's gonna be very, very interesting to see. I'm hoping. I want to say Ruby, but who? I'm gonna say Red Velvet turns on Cargo or Kiara. Ho uh, no, not Kiara Hogan. I'll say Red Velvet takes that championship from Cargo. Okay. But, and then they're doing a whole thing about, you know, you're in my presence. Could be. That's and that's the reason I feel like maybe Red Velvet, you know, she's coming back from injury. So maybe I think it's time for her to be because we see some of the matches she has on like Dark Evolution and she kills it, man. I think she should be um, definitely in a main, you know, she shouldn't have Jade Cargill next to her. I feel like she should have the spotlight all to herself. But um, before we get to her main event, I do want to talk about the commercial. This Friday night on AEW Rampage, we know it will be the All-Atlantic Champion Orange Cassidy taking on QT Marshall for the All-Atlantic Championship. We will hear from Swerve in Our Glory. It will be Darby Allen versus Cole Carter. Soraya talks to Renee Paquette and with our main event being Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus the Private Party. One thing I do want to say. Oh, and I'm sorry. And the acclaimed with Daddy Ass will also make an appearance on um, Rampage's Friday night. One thing I do want to say about Rampage real quick before we take our last break here and we talk about the main event. I feel like they really need to step it up with Rampage. Um, it's become less than a B-show to me. Um, you know, they do a lot of the Ring of Honor guys, and I get it. Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV deal yet. They're just re... You know, they... They they haven't got anything going with them yet. Um, so I get it. They're trying to use as much TV time as they can, but it's it's only an hour. And I feel like Rampage should be the show where you know guys like QT Marshall, you know, a tag teams like the Private Party, guys like I don't want to say Darby Allen, but like guys like you know Cole Carter. I feel like guys like those would be a perfect asset to Rampage because I feel like Rampage should be a show where they develop new talent talent we've never heard of before we've heard of jeff garrett or jeff jarrett excuse me why the fuck did i just say that we've heard we know who jay lethal is we know who darby allen is 
Orange Cassidy, the crowd loves him. So what what are your opinions on AEW Rampage? And another thing is it's right after SmackDown at 11 o'clock. Unless the match card isn't, oh my God, oh my God. Who is going to stay up besides me, of course, at 10 o'clock, excuse me, 11 o'clock till midnight to watch this? What are your thoughts on Rampage here? I don't watch it. Um, when they were when we were at the um dynamite episode, did you leave? Left. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, it just doesn't do it for me. I feel like they don't have enough to bring. To... Oh, Renee Paquette versus Saray. I'm excited to see that, but they're like, oh, that's definitely worthwhile to tune in. No, it's not. I go go on YouTube and find out what happens. There's nothing that that makes me want to tune in. The only thing that makes me want to tune in is when I'm watching SmackDown and I see like, oh. AEW. <laughs> hey, there's more wrestling like after Friday night. And it's a Friday night, you know. It's the weekend. But I definitely, hopefully in the future, when they get a better contract deal, they will. It'll be two hours. But um, we're going to take our last break here. And then we're going to talk about a long main event between the elite Kenny Omega, uh, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks versus Death Triangle, Pac, Ray Phoenix, and Penta. So when we come back, we will talk about that main event. And I'll be hating on it, but it's cool. All right, we'll see you in a bit. Hi. What's up, everybody? Welcome back here. So we're going to talk about our main event, which is the elite Kenny Omega and the Yum Bucks versus Death Triangle, Ray Phoenix, Penta, and Pac. Uh, the Death Triangle made their entrance, and they were attacked by the Elite on the ramp. Oh, excuse me. I'm getting a little too ahead. The Elite, Kenny Omega and Young Bucks, made their entr entrance uh, again to carry on uh, Wayward Son. I love when they do that entrance, by the way. I remember when they first did that. Obviously, Full Gear made their return. I, 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 I love Ke Kenny Omega's theme song. I will say, like, Battle Cry. That is my favorite theme song in AEW. So I'm disappointed they're not doing uh, that right now. But, you know, it, it it's cool. Uh, It's cool. It's a good song. Everyone sings along. It's kind of like John Moxley's Wild Thing. So whatever. But the Death Triangle made their entrance, and they were attacked by the Elite on the ramp. The Elite did a bunch of moves to knock down the champions on the ramp, including Omega hitting a leg drop to the back of Pac's head, leading Pac to break his nose. Crashing into the ramp, Omega charged at Pac, who hit Omega with a super kick. Phoenix and Penta hit both Young Bucks with cutters. They went to a pitcher-pitcher break. Uh, by the way, it was a really good start to the show. Um, you know, it makes sense for the Elite to attack the Death Triangle. You know, they're ahead in the series. You know, they beat him twice with a hammer, with the referee not looking too cheap, uh, really cheap-ass wins. So, it just makes sense for the Elite to attack. So, I thought for this match, and I'm not a big fan that they're doing, you know, the best out of seven shit, but this was a really, really good start to the match, I will admit. Um, But they're still fighting on the floor in pitcher, pitcher, break. The referee uh, must have told him the show was back on or something. So, Omega tossed Penta back in the ring and started the match. And then the match officially begins with the bell ringing. The match started with about 15 minutes left in the show. Uh, so we know the match isn't going to be too long. So, um, it's kind of predictable. You know, we're not going to give, you know, the Death Triangle is up in the series 2-0. I don't think they would let, you know, them be 3-0. Uh, 
Um, but the Young Bucks gave uh Pack and Phoenix each a power bond on the apron. Penta hit some bat breakers on the elite. Matt went for a drop kick on Penta to the floor, but Penta moved and Matt kicked the referee to knock him down. Penta hit a somersault dive over the top onto the three elite guys. Penta hit a hammer, got a hammer from ringside, but Phoenix stopped his brother from using it. Penta grabbed the hammer and shoved his brother back, but Phoenix stopped it. Omega hits a V trigger knee on Phoenix after Penta moved on. Young Bucks hit super kicks on Penta and Omega hits a dragon suplex on Penta. Uh, the referee was back in the ring as Omega hit, as the guys went after Penta, who avoided them the entire match, uh, while Phoenix and Pi hit their super kicks as well. All three members of the Death Triangle did moves off the top rope to opponents. Uh, Penta hit a Fear Factor Power Driver on Omega for a two count. There were a lot of super kicks in the match, and we know that's what the Young Bucks like to do. We know that's what these Luchadors like to do. So... I and I I'm interested. I'm also a martial artist, so I like the kicking. But Pac tried to hit Omega with something off the turnbuckle. Uh, Pac headbutted Omega. Pac didn't use his hand like some wrestlers that do this very safe headbutt that we we know. You know, I don't want to say his name, but you know, there's some wrestlers that you know get serious head injuries. So it's really important that you know, no matter uh how level how good you are, you really gotta make sure that you do these stunts. Uh at the best because you can't afford you know god forbid have anything problems with your head but so they went to another commercial with omega hit Pac with another v trigger Pac hit a german suplex that put omega back on his feet and omega uh decked Pac with a running clothesline nick and phoenix tagged in leading their usual dance routine to avoid each other and nick hit a cutter mac tagged in then the bucks did their more bang for your buck combo move ending with matt hitting a moonsault for two Everybody got into the ring again. I don't know why they don't just do tornado tag team matches at this point. I hope they eventually switch it up because it's really getting tired of this traditional tag team shit. But as Pac and Penta hit super kicks, Phoenix hit Omega with a cutter. Phoenix or Penta and Phoenix did a double team fear factor with a stomp on Matt. Phoenix hit a dive on Kenny Omega and Nick Jackson on the floor. Penta hit a splash off the top on Kenny and Nick on the floor. I already said that. I apologize. Pack covered Matt for a two count, followed by uppercut and brain buster for two. Pack went up the top, and he did a black arrow splash, and Matt got up, got to his knees to block. Omega and Nick were holding the other guys, while Matt pinned Pac with the cradle for the pin. One, two, three, and the Elite finally win the match. I'm tired of seeing this match. I, I, I truly am. Um, I understand, you know, the, the Elite didn't necessarily lose their AEW Trios Tag Team Championships. They they had to give it away, do some some backstage drama, which we all know about. Um, I just don't understand the best of seven series. Um, I, I, I just don't. Maybe there's no other trio tag team matches to be involved which is, again, I don't understand why they even have the Trios Tag Team Championships. It just doesn't mean anything. There's there's too many championships, as is already in AEW, especially with Ring of Honor being a part of it. Um, You know, it was a, it was a lot of kicking. You know, that's, like I said earlier, that's what we expect with uh, the Young Bucks. That's really what they're good at. Um, The Elite finally win. I'm happy Death Tri they didn't give Death Triangle the win um, because, you know, it, it, it just wouldn't 
makes sense for the elite to keep winning and winning and winning. And then they do whoever wins this match wins it. So I'm happy the elite finally, you know, has a chance to tie the series up. I think Pac is an excellent, excellent worker. I'm always been a fan of him, even back in his Adrian Neville days. Um, you know, these guys work together so much and I think the chemistry is there. So that's why they always put on good matches. And I'm not saying that I'm just saying I, I don't want to see it all the time. Um, but again, you have these championships. You don't really know who else they could put in the trios tag team pitcher. Um, but what do you think about this match, man? What 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 do you think about the elite coming back? How have they been since they've been back? And do you do you think the best of seven uh series is necessary for this? No. Um, I'm cool with Kenny Omega. I think he's cool. Um I just feel like the problem with AEW, I feel like, is you have so much star power that some of the other people get lost. Like, I just forgot. We just talked about Ruby Soho, and then there's King Omega. Like, there, there, there's not enough good characters in AEW right now, I think. Um, but it was cool to see Elite get the win, I guess. You know, it was kind of bound to happen. They've already lost, what was it, like three mat, two matches? Mm-hmm. Um, They're down 2 well. And I didn't really watch it, so I can't judge the match. But I can say that... I agree with you. Like, start making a tornado tags because, like, they're always in the ring. And There's it's too such much a, action. It's it, hard to call. I know. It, it, it's a, it's it, such a good it, – it, listen, the death triangle, I – ever since, you know, they've been doing their thing here in AEW, I've always enjoyed their match. I think every single match they've put on has been amazing. Um. But they've all been in traditional, you know, trio tag team matches. I want to see all of them in the ring at the same time. Excuse me, with no referee in the way. Um, I don't want to see it seven times against the same tag team. But uh, with the Elite, you know, we know the Elite, their history, their best friends. They're, v- they're VPs of the company. But at the same time. I don't want to see them, you know, together. I I do want to see Kenny. You know, Kenny Omega came back. He came back from over 200 days. And this is how you're going to book him? You're really going to book him doing the trios tag team titles. He sh- I'm not saying he should be in the main event picture for a title shot, but fuck, he should. He had one of the greatest matches against Brian Danielson. And he the, the bookings no, it's it, it pisses me off because before Omega got hurt, he was having the best matches. And now he – I expected him coming back. I expect him, you know, maybe going against Adam Page because that's the guy he had his last match with. Maybe going after Brian Danielson because they've only had one match, and it was probably the best match I've ever seen in AEW in the three years they've been doing it. So they've been booking Kenny Omega terrible since he's been back. And I, I, I don't know. Like I've never been a fan of the Young Bucks. As much as I'm the biggest Adam Cole fan, I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks. I think they're fuck boring. Them. I think they're overrated as fuck. Um, I, but I do love Kenny Omega, and I do want to see him do more single stuff. Because like I said, he is a phenomenal – he's one of the best re- – and I know he's doing his singles match with Will Ospreay um, coming up here in New Japan Pro Wrestling at the Thunderdome. But that's not AEW. Will Ospreay is not AEW. So I, I don't know. I, I do 
want to see Omega have more singles opportunities. I, I hope agree. this series ends soon. I hope they get rid. I don't think they will get rid of the trios titles. I don't know what they're going to do with the trios titles after this series is over. Um, they won't be having this match this Wednesday on Dynamite, so it's good to have a break from this match because mm. I, I, I can't fucking watch this and cover it again. Too it's much. really, it's mediocre. It's so bad. I'm, ugh. but to conclude the show, I just want to give my own personal thoughts. I thought the three, sh- uh, shows or three oh, stars yeah. of the show were MJF, obviously. I'm going to say Brian Danielson because. I thought Brian Danielson and Dax Hardwood's match was the best singles match of the night. And Danielson got the win. So I'm going to say Danielson. And I'm going to say – I can't believe I'm going to say this. But I'm going to say the Elite just because they put on a great main event. Um, I got to give them credit. They won. They needed this win. So those are my three stars of the show. And overall, I thought – I thought I'm gonna give the show a seven out of ten. Um, I thought you know, and, and it could have the MJF segment could have been better, especially with him, uh, this being his first time coming back to Dynamite after his AEW title win against Moxley at Full Gear. Um, you know the main event was eh. I I don't want to keep saying eh because I thought it was good, but I just keep saying because again I'm tired of seeing it. Um, I thought it was a really good show. I hope this sh- week's good um you know it was a good show what what that's all i gotta say about it man anthony what what did you think about this episode of dynamite how, how did you feel about it what, what what was your favorite maybe match of the night maybe moment of the night um so i'll do what you did the mvp thing because that's kind of cool. okay cool i um and i'll give you my match and stuff too um so i i thought it was good i haven't watched dynamite in a while so i thought it was okay for you know someone an avid new viewer not avid viewer, someone who doesn't watch often. I'm messing up my words here. Um, so I don't watch often, but that was good. I gave it like a six out of ten. Um, they, they, I don't know. I just feel like it's very like all over the place. I agree. I know. I, I agree. WWE, like you know what you're getting. AEW is just a different sort of situation. I don't know, but um, I give it a six out of ten. For me, the MVPs. I know you said MJF. I'm going to say Dax Harwood because he keeps putting on banger after banger. You expect it from Brian. I don't know if you really expect it from No, Brian. yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, another person that stood out was um, Brian Danielson, too. I know that I just said Dax, but he, you know, he also put on a decent match. And the last person that stands out to me randomly is surprisingly Samoa Joe. I just really like Samoa Joe, and I know he really didn't do much, but I just, I, I'm just, I guess that just shows what I think about what's happening in AEW right now. Like, I just don't care about the elite. I don't care about them fighting that triangle. But the same people over and over and over and over again. I'm over it. So it was, I give it a 6 out of 10. Match of the night, Dax versus Brian. I, I um, absolutely agree. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of where my head's at. I'm excited for Rampage to find out what, you know, Soraya has to say to Renee. Um, you know, but That's the only that, thing I'm it. excited for for Rampage. Yeah. That is the only thing I'm excited for for Rampage. But um, I am excited for next week. You know, next week, it's not winter is coming, or will it be like, what is this upcoming uh, Wednesday? Is uh, this upcoming Wednesday is just Dynamite. I think gotcha. next week, the 14th, is winter is coming. Winter is coming. Okay, cool. But so- um, 
So it maybe they'll give us one more week and let Ricky right. kind of get strong. Go ahead. Right. Um, I can't wait to cover that episode or at least talk about it with you because I think it's going to be interesting too. I'm happy also to see Hangman Adam Page back. I hated him for the longest time when he was champion. Not because I hated him. I always was a fan of him. I just thought he was a terrible champion. You know, we never saw him on TV. Yeah. He never defended it. So... I'm happy he's not – I like him not being the champion. Um, Again, main event match was entertaining. Had a nice brawl before the match started. Um, I think it could have been better because um, we've seen him have better matches in the past. But it it, it, it was a good dynamite. It, it, it was. It could have been better. Um, I don't think – I hope this week is better than – I hope this coming one is better than the one we just did uh, reviewed because, you know, it's leading up to a big match between Starks and MJF, and that's your championship match. So that's most likely your main event. So any final thoughts, Anthony, on AEW Rampage on November 28th? Wait, uh, Dynamite? Did I say rampage? Yeah, I thought I hate, I thought, I hate I, myself. No, I got confused because I thought it's no. You want to hear something? You it's the it's. Let me try that again, Anthony. Any final thoughts you have <laughs> about this episode of AEW Dynamite on November thirtieth, two thousand twenty-two? Fun fact: I was doing a like a, a show with one of my friends who was doing his own. He has his own podcast. Um. Oh God, what's his name? I want to shout him out. I'll sh- I'll shout it out later. Um, and he covers like women's wrestling, and so we did like a. I joined his show to do like a top ten like. Oh, that's awesome! Male SmackDown like moments thing, and uh, my number one moment was a surprise, and I was like all excited. I was like, "Yo, this is the best moment." Ever he didn't have it. I'm like when Becky Lynch got punched in the nose, and and I said this live. That happened on Raw, but I thought it happened on SmackDown. And so my number one moment wasn't even a SmackDown moment. We were oh. covering a SmackDown show. Um, That's pretty bad. But go ahead, sorry. So what is what's what what's next for the uncensored pro wrestling podcast here? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it back to the to the lead host here. Oh, what's what, what what what's what's next for the uncensored pro wrestling podcast here? Uh, ladies love cool Christian is is what seems to be coming up a lot. Um, yeah, we got a lot of shows coming. We got the best, the Slammy Awards dropping soon. We're gonna be covering, you know, the best matches of 2022, best female wrestlers, best male wrestlers, maybe even best company. Who knows? Have fun. Um, we're also got SmackDown coming up. That recap, a Raw recap. We have, I think, isn't um, there's some kind of thing coming up soon. Oh, we have our top 20 countdown. Uh. Number 19, SummerSlam 2000, coming your way soon. Uh, you know, Rampage coming up. Dynamite, my friend Christian here is going to be killing the recaps with that. Uh, Attitude of Years. Yeah, just a bunch of different shit, man. But I'm happy that Christian's doing this because uh, he's a big AEW fan. And if you have any questions, we do this thing on Spotify, Christian, and say this shit where you can do, like, Q&As. Do you have any questions that maybe listeners might want to answer to? Hmm. Fun thing. What do, I want to I want to get a little bit into this. Why? And I want to know your guys' reason why. Do you guys think what do you guys think, you know, what company do you think is on top right now? Is it WWE since Triple H has taken over? Is it 
AEW right now since MJF has been, you know, champion. What are you guys more excited to see on a weekly? Is it AEW or WWE? Let's spice it up in the chat a little bit. I mean, throw me in there too. I'm the WWE uh, pay per view champion. I mean, they they want to see me every week. I'm kidding. I mean, and they do, but check out Anthony every week. You don't want to miss him. Dude, my Instagrams are bomb. Anyways, uh, check out uh LL Cool C. LLCC. Don't be hate on nobody because his name is Christian and he's killing it. AEW. Killing it. Shout out to Anthony for letting me, you know, take more of the lead in this episode today, letting me do more of the talking today. I appreciate it. I'm going to try to let Christian show his hair at one point because I'm super jealous of his. Uh oh, is he going to do it? Here he fucking goes. All in his fucking yeah, glory. I'll be, nice for, I'll be nice for the people. He's got like a very nice Johnny Depp glow to him, ladies. So I, I, you know, it's very mean, piratey sort of I'll cool. Nice wow. Like. He wants the fucking yo. This dude, is what I it just, looks like. Dude, I totally just fucking promoted the shit out of you. I said you're giving some Johnny Depp vibes. I said that you are letting Lacey your room and your the, the long hair. Dude, I appreciate you, man. No, I appreciate you, man. I I really do, man. Uh, I, I hope know. the ladies appreciate me now for doing that for y'all. See, I got to have the ladies appreciate me too. Boom! I got you. I got you. All right. Well, no, but this was awesome. I appreciate home, it. All right, guys. Again, shout out to Anthony for letting me cover this episode's dynamite. I can't wait to do it again. Check out the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast on YouTube if you want to see our beautiful faces. I know you guys want to, so go ahead, hit that subscribe button, turn on your post notifications. And if you don't want to see our beautiful faces, which I don't know why you guys wanted to, um, check us out on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys uh, listen to your guys' podcast. Thank you again for listening to the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Christian. This is Anthony, and we are out. Can I, say, can I say before you leave? I just got no, go ahead. Random. You are giving me, you probably, I don't know if you've heard this before, but I say this to you. <laughs> you are giving me the dude from that Pretty Liar show that, um, you ever heard this before? Um, what's that fucking dude's name? I have no idea what his name is. I think his name is, is it Jacob in the show? No. I don't know, but you're giving me that dude. He, he's, hang on. Folks, we gotta pause for this because this is a big deal. What show? Christian, search up Pretty Little Liars. Type in Tyler. Bla- oh no, just type in Tyler Blackburn long hair, and see what happens. Like, you're giving me vibes. Not exactly. Not exactly. But I'm getting that the the the, the vibe, mysterious, quiet, moody. Not exactly right, but but what's you know, the, what's the what's the name? Tyler, Tyler Blackburn. Yeah, I see him. His name's Caleb in the in the show. Yeah, I said Jacob. Whatever. But see, not exactly. But you see, a saying? little bit. Uh, not exactly, but like a little bit, right? All right, a little bit. I have no life, guys. I just wanted to let the viewers go check that out. Last time the Q and A, if you think uh, Christian looks like Tyler Blackburn, I think he does. So cool. And I look like fucking Kevin Owens. So fuck it. He's my cousin. My long walks cousin. Anytime he comes out, I gotta represent him. Are you yeah. Canadian? Yeah, he's my he's my Canadian brother. Just like you are my uh my uh Philly brother. Yes, sir. Home Motown Philly's going. I think I'm Philly. All right. Thank you to thank you everybody. Yes.
Yeah. Bye. Sorry. I don't even know what happened. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.